Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are just going to catch up a little bit with someone we haven't spoken to in a minute because our schedules have just not been able to cross at the same time. But um, just want to play a little catch up with Mr. Kevin Anderson of Anderson & Welch. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm fine. I am doing well, thank you. Just uh, like I said, trying to play a little catch up. So, what's been going on with you? I know you've been well, traveling the world and all kind of other stuff. Absolutely, I've been traveling. I have had uh, multiple hearings. I had a trial. Um, just uh, listening to you when I could. I think you have been. Thank very you. busy as well. Um, I just mm-hmm. don't say anything. I'm on the line listening, and uh, I'll cough every now and then to let somebody know I'm there. But um, <laughs> well, you can always ask a question, no, you know, or, or make a I comment. You are welcome to do that. As as anybody else, we always try to encourage people. You know, if you have an opinion, you know, you want to share, or some experience you want to share, on a, you know, topic that we're discussing, or you know, if it's one of those lax days and we ain't got no topics, uh, <laughs> you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, by the way, before we get started, the number is 516-387-1944. Just letting you know in case you have a question for Kevin. Because usually when we get rolling, uh, it's kind of hard to get 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 in there. But I, I guess let me get your take on what's happening with uh, – I say justice for the Justins, um, the two legislators that uh, got kicked out this week, uh, got kicked out and reinstated this week, I guess you could say. Yes, Justin for the, justice for the Justins. Yeah, that, that's uh, really catchy. Uh, and you're referencing the uh, Tennessee lawmakers, uh, Justin Jones and uh, Justin Pearson. Um, and uh, they were also accompanied by a, another legislator uh, by the name of, I believe her name was Gloria Johnson. Um, these individuals uh, took to the, uh, the, uh, the, the legislative floor in Tennessee uh, to address gun violence. Um, this came uh, on the heels of a shooting at uh, a location known as Covenant School in Tennessee, where six people were gunned down and killed, three of whom were children. And uh, the, uh, 
representatives um, approached the well of the uh, floor in the uh, in their congressional house and began to uh, speak and uh, what they said and the timing uh, in which things were presented uh, appeared to be inconsistent with the, the parliamentary rules. So those uh, in, uh, in leadership uh, tried to quiet the three of them down. Uh, they tried to suppress what was being said, even during the, the time frame which was allotted. And when uh, that came to no avail, uh, there was uh, the next day a vote that uh, was put to the House, fell the members uh, who were responsible for that. And we're talking about the, uh, the Justins and also uh, Representative White, Representative Johnson, I'm sorry. And so, um, as we know, uh, the two uh, Justins were men of color. And uh, uh, Johnson is a, uh, a white uh, legislature, and uh, the vote uh, was uh, that the two men were expelled, and uh, the woman was kept by a narrow margin, I believe a one vote margin, uh, was there to allow her to maintain her position. Now, I, I'll tell you that uh, even the, uh, the 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 one who stayed, uh, Gloria Johnson. Um, she said that she believed that um, the vote was uh, one that was made uh, along racial uh, uh, racial lines, and that because she was a white woman, that she believed that's why she was spared. Um, but it was real clear that these two black representatives, uh, Mr. Jones and Mr. Pearson, uh, were uh, just uh, booted out uh, because of... Uh, um, not only what they said and what they represented, but it's my belief um, what they look like as well. So ultimately, uh, those representatives who were uh, representatives from Nashville and Memphis, respectively, uh, were uh, returned to leadership by those particular local uh, governments and then they were then brought back to the House that expelled them to reinstate them to their positions. And uh, the House at that point then overwhelmingly uh, brought both men, and I'm talking about uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jones and Mr. Pearson, back uh, to their respective positions. Uh, so now they are uh, raising um, all kinds of uh, uh, good noise. Um, to deal with uh, the gun violence and also to address uh, blatant racism because um, now uh, I believe, you know, what was bad has turned good. Their platform has just exploded, and these guys are, are, are able to um, do some things uh, that has garnered national attention. I'm talking national attention. Unless you're under a rock, you hadn't heard about what has t taken place in, in, uh, in Tennessee. Now, you might not be able to talk about it or you might not be able to articulate it uh, like you or, or I can, but uh, I think everybody knows that something was brewing along racial boundaries in, uh, in, in Tennessee. For sure, for sure. And the thing is, too, my understanding is they still have to go through 
a special election, even though they've been reinstated. Is that correct? There, there are some local uh, election hoops that they have to jump through, but they're in. Um, that, that's not going to, that's not going to be an issue. Uh, not going to be an issue at all. What was kind of confusing to me is how uh, I, I know uh, uh, Justin Jones is from Nashville, and then Justin Pearson is from from Memphis. So their local uh, commissions or or, or uh, um, oversight groups had to literally uh, approve their reselection before they could then be elevated back to uh, the, the 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 lower house or or, or the the main house in in Tennessee uh, for consideration. So they 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 have cross that Rubicon already. So now to the extent that there's something further that's going to take place, I think it's merely perfunctory. I don't think it's going to be something that will uh, be an impediment to either of them assuming the positions that they held prior to being expelled. I'm just wondering if the people that voted them out aren't smart enough to realize the impact that this is going to have. How smart are they to be in the positions that there are to do other kind of work, right? They had to know this was not going to go away quietly. Well, see, that's just the problem. You know, people have done so much wrong and have been doing it in the, in the, in the daylight. You know, they've been speaking, uh, there have been omissions, uh, all, all kinds of foolishness for decades until, you know, folks think that, you know what, maybe I can get away with this one. Maybe, you know, I can just do this because nobody's, like, really doing anything about anything that's taking place. So, um, you know, uh, they kind of thought maybe we could do it, you know, and, and nobody's going to really do much about it. You know, every day, every day, um, I think civil rights gets tried in this country. Um, so, you know, you've got, you know, videos that, are, that go viral, you know, with uh, people using the N-word in the face of, of, of citizens. I mean, and, and they know they're being recorded. You have legislatures that are just going hog wild, you know, and uh, governors who are deciding anything that, you know, rampant legislatures are, are putting in, knowing that this stuff is objectionable, knowing that, the impact from the decisions that are being made will kill folks or are just not in the best interest of, of our welfare, but it still takes place. So, you know, from the beginning of time, G, you've got foolishness and you've got terrible decisions that are being made at the highest levels. This is not an exception to history. Um, it has happened before. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's just a little tiring. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you need this. Sometimes you need this. You need, you need to be set back in order to move forward. You know, and, and, and you yeah. know, I was checking these, these fellows out, you know, uh, you know, representatives, uh, you know, J- uh, Jones and Pearson. These two men are fired up. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I like the look. I like the look. Especially the one with I do too. the afro. <laughs> He's got the afro, you know, and he's, he's got, and, and, you know, and then the other one's got his hair pulled back, and he's, they walk in mm-hmm. with their fist in the air, and they're like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's almost like, you know, you know, people who kick them out, they're probably looking at this, man, what did we do? Did we wake the sleeping giant? 
you know, because you know, these are brothers with a capital B, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the one guy with the afro, he took it to the Lorraine Hotel, you know, where uh, Dr. King was assassinated yesterday, and that's where mm-hmm. he gave his, yeah, that's where he, he, he gave a, spe- a, a speech, I'm going to call it a speech, it wasn't, wasn't just an address, and uh, right. he stood out in front of the Lorraine Hotel, and by the way, by the way, yesterday was the anniversary of the date that Martin Luther King was arrested uh, and placed right. in Birmingham jail yesterday. So, uh, so yeah, he, they took it to the Lorraine Hotel, man, to make it mean something, man. And uh, then they then they marched back into the legislature. You know, once again, fist in the air, head down. You know, I'm like, okay, guys, all right, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like their moxie. You know, they they're and they, they can they can they they know what to say. They have a good cadence. They're articulate. They're thinking on their feet, um, and uh, you know they're 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 making people aware that like yeah we're young, but like you know we're not inactive. We're not dormant. We're gonna like do what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, bottom um, line is if you want to take, you know, racism back to the '60s, if you want to take things back to I know some people would say the good old days or whatever. If you want to take, then we've got to take the fight back the same way. You know, I agree. I <laughs> it agree. has to be I agree. vocal. It has to be visual. You know, so I mean, that's that's the thing. If if you're gonna fight like, if you're gonna bring the issues up in that way, the fight's got to be that way. That's right. You got to make some noise. You know, the uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know, yeah. um, you know the, the the United States Congress, uh, the, uh, our, several senators uh, requested a Department of Justice investigation into what took place at that uh, Tennessee legislature. And uh, you know, I, I listened to uh, one of the senators, uh, Senator Raphael Warnock. Um, you know, so so eloquently state that the role of the Department of Justice is to protect democracy and uh, that, that what happened in that legislature is just a, a one point in the definition of uh, democratic legacy, dem- democratic legacy that, like, you know, we need, to, we need to embrace and we need to build on. So, um, you know, as that will continues to turn, it will gain momentum and other people will be inspired to also join in the fight. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's, we're going to have to, you know, continue, like you said, kind of keep watch and not just let stuff go dormant. That's the thing. Um, so my, my thinking is though, it maybe there should have been something if, if it's, if it was out of protocol, I think it just was an overreach in terms of um, expelling them. But maybe there should have been something, you know. And I think uh, by by them overreaching, it just kind of, you know, didn't address the point that okay, there was a, a you know something in terms of decorum that that they violated. It could have it just could have been really simple and dealt with. You know, if if you were like, okay, we we don't like to have this going on this kind of way, and we want everybody because I'm sure when you're trying a case, there are certain things that are and are not permitted in the courtroom. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, 
absolutely. And, and, and uh, the judges uh, have oversight over the quorum and uh, the procedures uh, through which the cases are presented to the trier of fact. And uh, there are parliamentary rules uh, which encompass some degree of discipline if uh, those rules aren't adhered to. And the strongest censor is to kick someone out or to fire them, um, you know, turning off microphones, uh, maybe monetary fines, uh, maybe uh, admonitions uh, that uh, are made uh, at, during a subsequent uh, proceeding. Um, to just kick people out, is un- it's, un- it's just ridiculous. I don't even have to, to come up with anything else other than a day. It's just ridiculous. And, and I right. look back at some of the, the other stuff that they continence, you know, I believe some, some, there was one story of a guy pulling his pants down in there. <laughs> you know, come on, man. <laughs> Where did they do that? Okay, and he doesn't get kicked out? There were stories of legislators there, like, cursing out the chairs, you know, on the record, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, all kinds of foolishness that took place, and that's cool. But, you know, these young, new legislators, uh, they come in with legitimate, with a legitimate argument. Like, days after people in their own community were gunned down, they were murdered. And as one of the, 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 the men said, I'm trying to save your children. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, do something that's going to help your kids. And, like, you guys, you know, respond by literally, like, shutting my mouth and firing me. That's just outrageous. It's outrageous. You know, I, I hats off for their inspiration and their guts to stand in the well and to swing. I love it. Well, you know, we wish the Justins the, the best as they go forward. And, you know, we wish for just, I guess, you know, appropriate action in terms of how, the, you know, these types of situations are dealt with and, and you know, progress. You know, definitely more progress uh, in <laughs> – but I'm just afraid that we're going to see – we're going to see some other stuff. So just got to keep watch. Um, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not, unfortunately. Um, I wanted to – we didn't get a chance to discuss some stuff earlier, and I just – it was something that I just came across. Um, and I, I was just curious about this. This is uh, uh, about a, a case in Maine. Um, Maine Attorney General is filing a complaint against a local a local man, uh, saying that he threatened the life of of a black woman. Um, that, now this happened late last year, but I guess the charges are are coming up. Um, guy, uh, they say that he violated the Maine Civil Rights Act, which pro- prohibits threats and acts of violence on and property damage based on race. He supposedly left a threatening voicemail um, for a 32-year-old black woman. Um, yeah, waiting, according to this article, this is on the Sun Journal, uh, waiting for someone to step outside and the first one who does is going to die. So <laughs> that... Yeah, so they, they but they're they're calling it a misdemeanor punishable by up to 364 days in jail. First of all, why 364 days? Why why not a, a year? What is what does that difference mean? Or is there any significance in the difference of the punishment? Yes, yes, yes. 
uh, any crime that requires or, or is punishable by a year or more, more than a year, rather, in jail um, is a felony. So in order for that crime to be a misdemeanor, uh, 364 days is the bright line. That, that's the threshold there. Um, now, mm-hmm. you can go to jail for up to a year in Florida for a uh, first-degree misdemeanor, and uh, second-degree misdemeanor carries 60 days. But if the crime is punishable by greater than a year, then the category of that crime would be a felony. So the rubric mm-hmm. in Maine uh, is uh, apparently uh, less than a year for the crime to be a misdemeanor. Uh, and uh, if it had been 365, that would be a year, and therefore a felonious offense. Okay. That, I was right. wondering if that might have been the case. Um, you know, so leave, you can be, a, well, I guess charged or whatever for leaving a threatening voicemail, I guess, right? <laughs> According yeah, to this. Is, 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 is that kind of across the board? Is this specific to... To Maine, but you're saying yes, you can. So I'm I'm taking it that is is beyond just Maine. Well, it it, it there are uh, a number of states uh, uh, which have various uh, stalking and uh, also assault um, uh, criminal provisions, and the stalking provision just requires a, a pattern of harassment, uh, which causes uh, mental distress. Uh, in order for that to be what's known as a prima facie crime that would be arrestable uh, in uh, in Florida. Uh, with respect to an assault, uh, the words that you speak can't be conditional, and they just they can't be words that um, uh, don't place the listener in uh, a state of fear where there is an imminent an imminent likelihood that whatever you said is going to take place. So, for example, in Florida, if I said, look, you know, if you do this, then I'm going to do that, we don't have an assault. Um, however, in Florida, if I say, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm coming to knock you out, and I'm standing right there, and I'm walking towards you, now I've uttered the words, now there is an imminent that I'm going to do exactly what I said, and number three, I'm so close to you, a reasonable person would be put in fear that what I said is going to take place. So, so, you know, everybody has their own thing there, every state. Go ahead. No, I was just curious, though, too. So this person left a voicemail. Now, I guess, you know, some. It, it, how do you, How do, I guess, was it proven, or how can they prove that this is the person that left the voicemail or whatever? And apparently he said some other things, like, uh, in quotes, it says, I don't care if it's her kid or her or her boyfriend. I don't care. I'm killing me. Uh, and it's supposed to be a racial effort that, that he left. So Right. Now, um, I, I guess they caught him outside of the lady's house because, you know, and, and what he said was pretty specific. He said, he said, you know, I'm waiting for someone to step yeah. outside, and the first first one who comes out is going to die. Uh, he, he, right. He didn't, he, he didn't say, like, you know, um, you know, I'm here, and I'll be here for 10 minutes, and, you know, in the 11th minute, I'm going to leave, you know. He's like, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. to come out here, I'm going I'm to smoke you. Um, and then he also says, look, I don't care if it's a kid. I don't care if it's your boyfriend. I don't care if it's, it's whoever. I am killing me a, a you-know-what. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think this guy has something going on um, that um, indicates he's got, a, you know, a mental health uh, problem. 
Um, and I saw a picture of him also. So I, I, I don't, I, don't mm-hmm. know. I just, I think, I think he needs a, a forensic eval, and he needs to be held in custody until that evaluation uh, tells us that he's, he's safe amongst us, um, for sure. You know, and, but yeah, I caught that. Thank you for bringing that to, to my attention. You know. Yeah, I, you know, because I was like, okay, you know, he left a voicemail. First of all, how do you prove? You know, it's him on the voicemail, I guess. And and yeah, you you got to think that there's there's something else going on. If if you know. And how does he know who it is? You know, you talk about stalking, and it, I, I didn't see where it mentioned stalking, but I would assume that he had to have been stalking the person in order to know where they live, unless it's like a neighbor or something. Yeah, I don't see the pattern that stalking requires. Stalking requires there to be at least, uh, you know, a pattern of conduct. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. might have just seen the lady um, and decided, I'm just going to follow her and do what I got to do. Um, you know, I, I represented um, um, a person um, once um, in my capacity as a, a victim advocate uh, who, mm-hmm. uh, this was an interracial couple, and uh, they were pushing their child in a stroller, and uh, someone walked over to the carriage or the stroller and picked the baby, reached into the stroller and picked the baby up. <laughs> and said, "I've been wa- and said, I've been watching you, and we 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 just aren't going to have, you know, children, uh, mixed children in this community. So I'm sorry, you know, and and started walking oh. away with their child. Okay, so you know, as uh, you know, someone said in a, in a rap lyric, you know, I, I'm getting ready to catch a case. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> not, not that meant to me. Okay, that's my child, and you walk over to the stroller." You stick your hands in the stroller where my baby is. Oh my god! I know. Oh yeah, yeah. We will be at arraignment in the morning. <laughs> I just don't know how they got the the person got that close, but I, yeah, I would I would be a little freaked out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Pick pick the baby up and started walking, and then fought the father when uh, the father, you know, got took his baby back. He wrestled his child from the guy. Um, no. There are some people out. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. There are people in our community who like are not the, the brightest bulbs in the batch. You know, and, and you talk about trying, folks. That's trying. That's trying a person who does that. Gee, who Mm-mm. does that? You know, you deserve yeah. to beat down if you do that. You know, I'm sorry, yeah. man. You know, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, people people do some onerous things. So this guy in Maine probably saw this lady, probably just didn't like them in the community, probably just, you know, triggered something in his mind, and he decided he was going to, you know, do what he thought was was okay as far as uh, his values are concerned. That That is just scary. <laughs> That's scary. Um, anyway, we're going uh, <laughs> to go ahead. That just freaked me out, though. About taking a baby because no, it's 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 you know you does someone someone is actually I would if I you know I, and I don't have any kids but if I was a mom I would probably have trauma issues for a long time the fact that someone actually got a chance to get in and put their hands on my child and, and you know you know threaten harm on my child there's you know there's a that's a, that's not that's not good at all. But anyway, we're going to take us a quick break. We are here with Kevin Anderson of Anderson and Welch, uh, civil rights attorney. We were just talking some issues today and catching up. And if you have questions or comments, 
The number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Still, I guess, another minute. Good afternoon. <laughs> Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, allergies, I guess, or something is getting to me really bad. But anyway, we are talking with Civil Rights Attorney Kevin Anderson. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. I have a question with regards to civil rights reform. And that is, do you have to have a particular specific or an ongoing case in order to uh, work on changes with uh, civil rights? You do not. Uh, civil rights activists are uh, community uh, leaders and uh, are committed to reform. And um, um, there are a number of venues and uh, categories uh, where and uh, through which a person can uh, be active. And you don't have to have a lawsuit pending in any jurisdiction in order uh, to engage in that capacity. <clears throat> For example, with respect to uh, voting, um, one can, you know, be very, uh, um, very uh, active and, and, and participate in, in voter registrations uh, and uh, also uh, trying to ensure that the individuals who qualify uh, for uh, the reentry status uh, as a returning citizen uh, knows their rights so that that person um, is now encouraged to uh, return to the voter rolls in order to participate in, in upcoming elections. Uh, housing, um, you know, affordable housing and fair housing. Uh, you know, people on the lookout for things that uh, appear to be discriminatory and that uh, need to be rectified. Um, it doesn't require a lawsuit against the housing development or the housing authority in order for a person to interject themselves in those areas as well. Um, but somehow I think you, you got something on your mind. There's, there's something you saw, something you read, something that, that is bubbling inside. So what do you want to talk about? What's going on? <laughs> no, I was just curious because, like I said, you know, it's been a while since you and I have talked, and there have been a few uh, cases that have come up and then have subsided, and we hadn't had a chance to address them. But I, But that doesn't mean – that there aren't 
like you said, issues bubbling under the surface. Not that I know of any, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. was just curious mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, did was there is there a particular case that's needed in order to take action and, and ask for change, you know, or or reform, you know, do, do you have to have a particular uh, volatile case such as like the George Floyd case in order to, you know, to uh, that sets a precedent maybe in order to move forward. You know, you may, you, a lot of times we see stuff that we look at every day and, you know, wish, oh, I wish something could be done, but you think it has to be something major in order to make the change. Right. So that's yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you got, got a great point. Yeah. I know there is a, uh, you see, there's something going now with respect to bigotry and hate uh, speech in the legislature. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, you know, it seems to be kind of kind of moving uh, slower than, than we thought uh, concerning uh, hate speech and I think the uh, shining of, of, of uh, things on buildings or wearing uh, shirts uh, that um, have anti-Semitic uh, messages and um, activity that's being uh, transmitted to people, like uh, leaflets being left. And uh, right now, uh, we are—I uh, guess—I mean, hopefully, it'll, it'll be something that that our, our legislature will sign into law. Uh, in Florida, we're contemplating uh, it being a crime to do those things, and uh, they—but they, they've been moving. We're moving kind of slow, okay? So uh, since they've mm-hmm. been moving kind of slow, what happened was that um, um, in West Palm Beach, uh, our mayor um, asked uh, you know, our local officials to promulgate a, 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 a local ordinance uh, that uh, passed, and it was a separate hate conduct ordinance, uh, which uh, makes it a, a crime. Uh, to deface uh, uh, items or to injure or to damage a certain property or to harass or threaten or to intimidate people uh, based uh, upon uh, things that are, are uh, big, uh, big, uh, characterized as bigotry or uh, also of a sort of racist uh, in nature. So, I mean, that's something where there, there, there was no pending case. Um, you know, yes, there's something brewing in Tallahassee, but you never know what's going to come out of there. So our, our mayor said, you know what, I don't, I'm not waiting for them to do anything, and I'm not waiting for another case. I'm not waiting for another George Floyd. I'm going to do something right mm-hmm. now, you know, and, okay. um, and we passed that ordinance here. Yeah, so you don't. The answer is no. Um, and by the way, that okay. bill that's, that's, that's passing or that's, pa- that's making its way through our houses, our chambers in Tallahassee is, uh, is House Bill 269. Just keep your eyes peeled for that one. I hope it – I hope – that comes out of this legislative session, you know. Um, okay. Florida House Bill 269. Yep, Florida House Bill uh, 269. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you want to say, okay, you know, we, we don't necessarily want it to be a critical situation to affect some sort of reform. But, yeah, if this if something like this is going on, um, you want to make sure you stay on top of your legislators in terms of, of making sure that this, you know, gets through, the, you know. So that's that's the type of thing that I'm talking about is like, okay, we don't necessarily need a crisis in order to make something happen. 
So I agree. I will agree. I will go ahead and and try to track that down and post that on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. I think I just came across it. So the the other thing I wanted to ask about is um, there are a couple of stories in, in within the last week or so about uh, diversity in um, the ranks of uh, police. For example, uh, Baltimore is named uh, Baltimore County named the uh, first black man as police chief. Um, so that's something that they're celebrating right now. Um, another area, um, Toledo, I guess it's Toledo, Ohio, where they are uh, saying that um, their police force there um, is not representing the city's uh, diversity. Um, this is according to the African American Police League. Uh, so they're they're moving to try to have some stuff there. How is 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 it that every every location and every case that it is crucial that the um, police force or the police leadership be representative of the community in order to ensure that, you know, civil rights aren't being violated. My belief is that that's not a requirement and it's never been a prerequisite to selecting uh, police leadership. Um, You know, it's it's a hallmark that I think has – uh, been something that um, the citizens for a particular community uh, like to uh, talk about if they, if it just happens to coincide with, with something that they identify with. But um, it does, you don't have to have a black chief where um, a, a city uh, is predominantly black, uh, or you don't have to have a white chief where the city is predominantly non-black. Um, what, what matters is uh, the, the programs that, that that particular chief oversees. And, uh, you know, and, and um, um, now I, I, I'm not trying to minimize uh, diversity and inclusion, though. I'm not trying to do that. Um, you know, but, you know, as a, as a white person, you can still embrace those same philosophies and uh, be in a, a, a executive law enforcement position uh, you know, while embracing those philosophies, it happens all the time. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm not one of those people who thinks that in order uh, to be fair and in order to, to like, you know, uh, escape the ire of uh, community that you have to look like me. Um, you know, I just think that um, that's just not necessary because a lot of people who look like me um, have in the past done things that are not uh uh, beneficial to me or for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I want there to be justice, and and I, I want I would like justice to be uh, something that's not uh, contingent upon the way you look, uh, whether you look like me or you don't. That's true, as it as it should be. You know, so I was because I was, I was just wanted to kind of get your opinion on that because you know I know you deal with a lot of cases that involve. You know, uh, you know, unfair police practices, uh, uh, especially you know among the African American community. And I was just curious, but yeah, you do find, um, and I'm I'm not going to name names, but you do find in certain systems that you, you would maybe some in some cases think or expect that someone looks like you to to have your best interests at heart. That's not always the case, <laughs> no, no. and that's not new. 
No, no. I'm I, I'm in. Uh, I live in Palm Beach County, Florida, and um, the city of West Palm Beach. Our police chief is a black man. Uh, there's a, a city, uh, uh, Riviera Beach, which is here in, in mm-hmm. Palm Beach County. We just oh, yeah. hired a black police chief there. So West Palm Beach, black police chief. Riviera Beach, black police chief. Next city, Boynton Beach, black police chief. Next city, Gilroy Beach, black police chief. Um, you can go down the uh, you know the Atlantic coast from you know Palm Beach on down to Miami, and you're gonna see a slew of black chiefs. Um, and I think in the country as a whole, we've never had more black police chiefs. Um, it is it is uh, refreshing to see diversity in those very high executive law enforcement positions. So um, I, I think we're enjoying that now. Um, and, and women, women too, by the way, women, women are representative represented in those numbers, and they're growing more and more, as they should. Um, so um, we, I don't think we've ever had it better. So there's something else I came across uh, about, and I don't know if you saw this, uh, and it, it, New York City Police Department with a new surveillance system that targets African Americans like going to concerts or other things like that. Uh, have, did you have you heard anything about this at all? No, I haven't. I haven't. And is, there, is this related to something that has happened, or is this attract black people just in case? Or what? what, what I don't know. It it's, uh, yeah, um, it was. This is something in. Uh, and I'm not sure what this publication is. Uh, it, it came out, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it says a recent decision by the New York City Police Department to film black concert goers has angered the city's African-American community. They accused NYPD of unwanted surveillance and using the footage to facially recognize uh, black people. So, Interesting. I, I think, yeah, maybe that's something we can... Uh, discuss at, at a later date, but because um, I'd like to kind of look into that more, because I would hate to think that that would be uh, a precedent that's being started, and not just in New York City, but in other places as well. So, and we're going there. We're we're going there big time. I mean, if if you have an iPhone, uh, one of the more recent phones, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you're getting in your phone uh, <laughs> by, by facial recognition. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, we're, I, we're there. I, yeah, I've I've seen the facial recognition. I have an uh, account that is ask, keeps asking me about voice recognition, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, not that I have anything to hide, but no, you know. And, and my thing is too is like, what if something happens to me and I need my spouse or attorney or some, you know, somebody of significance to go into, you know, my accounts, whatever my accounts may be and tie, you know, tie up my affairs or whatever, you know, that kind of limits access to, to them. I mean, I do want to limit access to criminals, definitely, but I don't want to necessarily limit access to my spouse or, you know, someone else that might have need of, you know, helping me in certain situations. So I'm just not, I'm not into the, the facial or voice 
recognition, fingerprints, and all of that type of stuff. I'm a little apprehensive when it comes to that type of stuff. But generally, there's a corresponding uh, code that can be typed uh, as kind of a safeguard. Um, you know, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, with, with the iPhone technology, you can you can use you can use a code as well. Uh, but I know, you know, um, for example, Tesla. Um, if you, there's a point where you, you know when you're cruising with Tesla, um, where if you have it in a certain mode, um, you have to look. I believe at the screen itself, or something like that, and sees your eye movements or something to know if you're still alert or something like that. So they're always watching you, um, and not not the company, but the, the technology that's installed in the vehicle. You know, if you put it on right. like I think auto auto or something. Um, and and I just came back from a trip the other day. There, there's a technology at the airport known as Clear, or you know, there's a program called right. Clear. And um, man, all night and all day. When you walk through that line, take those glasses off, man, and look <laughs> look square in the uh, you know in the in the lens there, and they're they're checking your eyes out, and that's how they they identify who the traveler is. Yeah, I guess you're gonna pay one way or the other for um, your convenience, so that's I guess no, you I just have you. to make that decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. I definitely hear you. Go ahead. We're going, to, we're going to take our final break. We are here with Kevin Anderson of Anderson & Welch. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. And, by the way, I did post uh, that House Bill uh, 269, uh, Florida House Bill 269, on the G's Power Hour Facebook page, the information that I came across so that you all can have access to it. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with Kevin Anderson, civil rights attorney with Anderson and Welsh. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. And I do have a question. We are in that season where... Um, our kids are out and about, you know, we've kind of gotten through spring break, but, you know, graduation is going to be here soon, Kevin. And, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, especially our young uh, brothers and sisters, especially our young men out and about, you know, and they're going to be uh, eyes on them. And so I guess I want to kind of go over just tips for them maybe in terms of, I mean, not just the general how to stay out of trouble, but, 
you know, maybe just something about if you happen to, for whatever reason, get approached by law enforcement, how to conduct yourself. Can oh, you happy to uh, happy to oblige. Happy to oblige. Um, the first thing that they all need to know, both men and and, and young women, is that you're not going to win when you are in the field. It's you will not win. You can you can watch YouTube and TikTok and and you know whatever you want to see. World Star, you know, but you know what you're seeing where you've got these arguments that take place with the police and and you know these people like you know walking away and you know refusing to roll their windows down and things like that. Uh, some of them are staged, and if, and when they're not staged, they're not typical encounter. Most police encounters that are going to get kinky are not filmed. And when they are filmed, um, we see the film later, but you definitely don't see it as a, as a norm uh, when it's taking place or, or, or right afterwards, like, you know, the thing, you know, within the same you know, couple of days to, uh, to not cooperate. Now, I'm not telling you to let, you know, to, to consent to a search. I'm not saying consent to a search. Do not do that. Don't consent to a search of your vehicle. Don't consent to a search of your person. You don't have to agree um, because anything that the police can do as a matter of right, they will do. They don't need your permission. So uh, when you give them permission, you take away a layer of protection that lawyers need in order to fight for your rights on the back end. And that's where the battle is won on the back end. So keep that in mind. So, for example, traffic stop. Ma'am, sir, may I see your driver's license, registration, and uh, proof of insurance. Your response is, here you go. <laughs> um, you know, all of this, you know, what's your badge number? I'm not doing anything until you get a supervisor out here. Um, you know, yeah, within context, those inquiries can be made. But understand that the longer you engage with law enforcement, the greater the opportunity for abuse on the road. And there are enough of them to make your life hell um, than there are of you making your, your meager objection on the roadside. So be cooperative. Don't consent to the search. And, uh, you know, try to, to keep it moving, man. You know, and call me when you're done with them on the side of the road. Um, that's the first advice. <laughs> uh, okay. Second advice is, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep it real here. Stop riding dirty, okay? And what that means, G, is, uh, you know, people who insist on uh, driving with uh, bad licenses. Uh, in Florida, it's a crime if you knowingly operate a car uh, with a suspended license. So, you know, don't give them a chance to throw you in jail. If you know you don't have a license, don't drive. Get somebody else to drive for you or, you know, get your license reinstated. Um, also, for the dope smokers, all right, um, you know, and there's nobody, I think, under the, the sound of this voice that hasn't, you know, smelt the, uh, the, the aroma of burnt marijuana in the air. At some point, you know, when you're walking around or when a car passes you, I mean, you're just asking for it. You know, now I know, you know, we have cards that are given and licenses or whatever that permit you to, to smoke medical marijuana and things of that nature. But what you're doing 
is you are drawing attention to yourself. And when you draw attention to yourself, here we are now, uh, giving law enforcement an opportunity to engage. There is no law prohibiting a consensual encounter. So the police can just walk right up to you and start talking to you. You're not seized. It's an encounter. And if during that encounter, you know, they start seeing other stuff, then, man, you're going to get tagged. So try not to draw attention to yourself, man. If you know you smoke, then smoke, you know, when you're alone. Don't, like, you know, walk around with, like, you know, a joint hanging out your mouth or, you know, uh, you know uh, things that, like, you know are going to, you know, attract people because of the aroma. The final thing is your music. I hate it. This loud music that you can hear a block away before you see the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and these kids who like to, like, ride down the street with these house speakers in the back seat, you know, and they, they want to go down, like, the main drag, you know, whatever it is that, like, here it's this place called City Place. You know, down in Miami, it's like Ocean Drive. I don't, I'm not sure what you're doing up in Orlando, but we typically will have an area where people congregate at, at night or, you know, they're having lunch or dinner. And, you know, here they are. They're driving through with their windows down, these house speakers in the back seat, and they have earplugs in because the music is so loud that it would probably cause their eardrums to explode because they're so close to the music while they're driving their own vehicle. You are asking for it. You're just asking for it. Number one, you're pissing cops off because they don't want to, like, deal with it. You're disturbing the community. And number two, you are now a target. You have now painted yourself as that, that, that person who mm-hmm. is sticking out amongst everyone else, and you don't need it, man. So and when they get close to you, because they're going to pull you over, now they get a chance to get out the car, you know, they're going to pat you down for their safety, even though they feel safe. Oh, what's that? Oh, it feels like something sharp. I'm going to reach in and get it. Oh, whoa, so you got this. Let me go in your trunk. You know, they're going to call in your – they're going to try – they're going to try to level back to, like, make your life in that encounter with them as difficult mm-hmm. as possible. And nine times out of ten, they're going to find something. Okay? So that's my advice to you. Don't be a distraction. Cooperate when you're pulled over. Never consent, though. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I mean, because I think you know, like I said, we're getting in. We're in that season, and um, I think just a little precaution needs to be had. You know, but I know we're getting late, and I meant to get to a couple of of things. Uh, Shaquella Johnson, I think that was her name. Shaquella Johnson. Shaquella Johnson. This woman was killed in Mexico, and the, the. Issue was that the Department of Justice took a long time in trying to figure out, like, what happened to her. Um, you know, her vertebrae was basically, you know, broken, you know. She, she died. She died from fears to be like a broken neck. And uh, her lawyers are upset, as they should be, in her family, because it took a heck of a long time to investigate the uh, cause and manner of her death. She's a black woman from North Carolina who went to Mexico on a vacation and uh, well, never came back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's what's going on. So the issue is, like, how are these people going to this country be killed and we're not doing a proper investigation to find out what's going on? And I think, her, her, reasonably so, one of the inquiries is, that, is it because the person's black? 
Is, is it because, like, their, their life isn't as important as someone who's non-black? What about these other people who go to these other countries? And they wind up missing. And we have these, like, you know, these, these manhunts for them for, like, mm-hmm. months and months and months. And then manhunts for people who, like, you know, we know are alive, but we just haven't heard from them. You know, but when a black person goes somewhere and gets killed with a broken neck, and, like, it takes mm-hmm. us, like, 200 days or so before – or months and months before we do even the, the most rudimentary investigation, that it's just unnecessary. So that's what's happening with Shaquilla Robinson. Yeah. But and, – and the thing about it, too, uh, we, we know we have – there is video up in terms of what happened in this case, but there have been some other cases recently when people have gone to, to Mexico and some other, you know, cases where – and they're not they're not involved in – Anything they're just you know visiting or whatever, and uh, are are winding up dead. This is happening more and more. So um, you know this, this was this was a little bit different than your average you know going down to visit. Um, but still, you've got you've got to wonder if these cases are getting enough attention. You know where uh, I don't know what agency here needs to to deal with it. But uh, they need to be paying a little bit more attention in terms of, you know, if you can't, if you don't have the proper relationship with authorities in these other countries, maybe, you know, developing a better relationship with authorities in these other other countries to secure the safety of Americans traveling in these places. And then also maybe doing some more, I don't know what can be done, but doing some more in preparing, uh, you know, some of these tourists that are some of Americans that are going down there to say hey you know don't go here don't do this you know this is what we're alerting you to for your safety in this particular case with Ms. Johnson that was a different and isolated incident and it's it's just bothersome that uh, I don't know did, did they think if they went to Mexico and did the woman bodily harm that they were going to just get away with it and I'm hoping that's just not not the case. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kevin, thank you for taking the time out. Really appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for listening. Diet Diva tomorrow. And so make sure you join us. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember... All real power comes from God. Oh, by the way, go. it's April 21st. I went last night, thanks to AARP, to see the movie Chevalier. Please go see it. Good movie. Anyway, have a blessed day.